0: Listener-supported KFUO, we are the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments, and uh, thank you for being with us today. Right now, a moment of faith with Pastor Doug Nicely from Jerusalem Lutheran Church. Hi, Doug. Hi,
1: Gary. Good to talk to you today.
0: Yeah, it's good to talk to you as well. What's on your mind for today?
1: Well, I'm going to tell you the first of two weeks' worth of lessons I've learned about hymns from relatives. And uh, today I'm going to talk about an interesting story having to do with Uncle Marty. Okay. Let me give you some background. Uncle Marty, about four years ago, was under hospice care. And he had a bed placed in his living room and, uh, at, at Marty and Betty's house. And uh, Vicky and I and several others tried to visit him in, as often as we could in those days. Marty asked uh, his son, Alan, and me to stand at his bedside and to share a prayer with him. Then he told me that he wanted me to preach his funeral sermon. Uh, and I asked him if there was a particular hymn that he wanted sung. And the hymn name that he gave me was, What is the World to Me? Now, I can remember singing this old German hymn uh, when I was growing up, but I never thought much about it since that, before, uh, since that time when I was growing up. But now, as a result of what happened with Uncle Marty in his uh, living room, this hymn means a lot to me. So let me uh, sing the first verse to you. What is the world to me, with all its vaulted pleasure, when you and you alone, Lord Jesus, are my treasure? you only dearest lord my soul's delight shall be you are my peace and rest what is the world to me as i said it was an old 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 german hymn it's always been in our hymnals but i don't remember singing it that often well i realized what uncle marty was trying to say by choosing this hymn to be sung But there's another way of understanding these words when we apply them to a parable that Jesus tells us uh, that we'll hear this coming Sunday. And this is from Luke chapter 16. Jesus said, there was a rich man who had a manager, and charges were brought against him that this man was wasting his possessions. So he called him and said to him, what is this that I hear about you? Turn in the account of your management, for you can no longer be manager. And the manager said to himself, What shall I do? Since my master is taking the management away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I have decided what to do, so that when I am removed from management, people may receive me into their houses. So he summoned his master's debtors one by one. He said uh, to the first, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. He said to him, Take your bill, sit down quickly, and write fifty. Then he said to another, And how much do you owe? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said, Take your bill and write eighty. Then the master commended the dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of the world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than are the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth so that when it fails they may receive you into eternal dwellings interesting parable i'm not exactly sure that i would expect a parable like this to be told from jesus uh... because as we learned in our confirmation instruction years ago the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil And this sounded like a a money thing for both uh... the owner and the manager uh... but Jesus was telling us about something that is important for us to remember also, that God is Lord over even our money. He wants us to spend what we have wisely by using what we have left after paying our bills to benefit others. And I think that's another way of understanding what is the world to me. give you a little background on the hymn. Okay. We know that the hymn was written by George F. Pfefferkorn, great German name in the 17th century. Well, that's about all we know about the origin of this hymn. This old German hymn was translated into English by August Kroll. Pastor Kroll was born in Germany. His father was a lawyer, but his father died when August was at the beginning of his high school study. His mother then married Albert Frederick Hoppe, uh, who later became the editor of the St. Louis edition of Luther's works. Ha! A local connection. August graduated from Concordia Seminary in St. Louis, another local connection, and went on to serve as pastor in churches in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I know both of those towns, too. He later became a professor of German at Concordia College, Fort Wayne, Indiana, in those days when there was a Concordia College in Fort Wayne, Indiana. His first wife and three of his four children preceded him in death. His second wife, Katerina, survived him by many years. He translated many hymns from German into English. He also published a German grammar book and a book of devotions based on the writings of the first president of our denomination, Dr. C.F.W. Walther. August Kroll was one of many who translated old German hymns into English, so we could now sing them in our churches today. So let me do a couple more verses here. Okay. The world seeks to be praised and honored by the mighty, yet never once reflects that they are frail and flighty. But what I truly prize, above all things is he, my Jesus, he alone, what is the world to me? The world seeks after wealth and all that mammon offers yet never is content. Though gold should fill its coffers, I have a higher good. Content with it I'll be. My Jesus is my wealth. What is the world to me? And Gary, whenever I hear the words of this hymn, I think about Uncle Marty and about how he reintroduced this great hymn to me. And I am so thankful for August Krull to translate it into English so that we all can sing it today. And that happens with hymns. It It happens a lot. Connections to people who we Mm -hmm. know. yeah. And I'll always hold this as a precious hymn because of what Uncle Marty said at his deathbed in his living room.
0: Let's have a prayer.
1: Okay. We learn so much from those who have gone before us. Teach us today, dear Lord, to learn the lessons they did, because we still need to apply them to our lives today. We pray in the name of Jesus, who is our peace and rest. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks for being on the program this week, Doug, and what are we talking about next week?
1: Next week, we're going to talk about another famous hymn. This one, Well, this is a famous hymn. It's called How Great Thou Art. I'm sure you've heard of it. Um, And it wasn't because this hymn was popular that I had it sung at my mother's funeral. And so next week, I'm going to tell you why I chose it for my mother's funeral. Uh, That's a little tease for next week.
0: Yeah, and I think I told you this before. My favorite, not just hymn, one of my favorite songs of all time is is that. And I, I told my wife, I said, I definitely want that at my funeral as well. Okay, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Love that hymn.
1: It is, and uh, I'll explain another connection to it next week. Not just Billy Graham,
0: or Elvis Presley sang that song too. Or Elvis Presley, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So have a, have a great week. Talk to you, uh, you next too, week. Gary. God bless you. We are listener supported KFuo, the Messenger of Good News. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our podcast, including this talk segment, available wherever you get your podcast. Just search out KFuo Radio.